Hi there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well get ready, you are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading, to music and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca and there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Kids Way Podcast. Today we're going to do a little bit of a review of Sunday's sermon once again and just try to cover the main points of what we talked about this past Lord's Day. So we went back to the letter of James and almost finished with the letter of James. We're in the very last chapter, which is chapter 5. And so I'll just read James 5, picking up at verse 13. Reading from the English Standard Bible. So James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again. And heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wanderings will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So as James comes to the end of his letter, writing to those early Christians who were mostly Jewish Christians at that time, as James is writing very early on after uh, the Lord Jesus had returned to heaven, returned to the Father. Um, Pentecost had happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and empowered the church. 
And James is a pastor. He's writing probably as a pastor in the church at Jerusalem. And he is concerned that the Christians uh, not only make this profession of faith that they believe in Jesus, but they have a living and active faith that is working and displays the true saving faith that they have. So he comes to this topic of prayer. And so the title of the sermon this past Sunday was A Call to Prayer. A Call to Prayer. Now, James emphasizes the importance of prayer in all seasons of life, and he gives some very specific instructions here for those who are sick and how we should pray for them. Now, we won't have time to look at all of this section, so we're just going to take some time to look at the call to pray which James gives. And as you might be thinking, this passage does raise some difficult questions. Are we supposed to anoint people with oil today when we pray for their healing? Is James saying that we'll always be healed when we pray for it? Is James talking just about physical sickness or spiritual sickness as well, due to the effects of sin? These are some difficult questions, and Lord willing, next week we'll look at some of those in more detail. But for starters, let us just consider the call to pray. You might be wondering, well, what is prayer? Some of the old writers would describe prayer as the breath of the soul. If you think about it, your body needs oxygen to live. You are constantly breathing out and breathing in air, which contains oxygen, which our body needs to keep our blood healthy and strong, to keep our muscles working and our heart pumping. God has designed us to need oxygen, and so we are constantly breathing. So if prayer is something like that, it means that as we pray to God, as we continually talk with God and think about his word, it is sort of like the breath of our soul. It gives us strength and encouragement and nourishment and allows our soul to grow and develop in its love for God. Prayer could be thought of as talking to God. Say you have a good friend and you enjoy spending time with them and talking with them. Well, prayer is the way that we can communicate with God. Sometimes we pray out loud. Maybe it's praying with your family at the dinner table, or you go to church and together you pray with other Christians, and so you pray out loud so they can also hear what you're saying, and they can be part of the prayer in that way. Or you can pray in your own mind, just in your thoughts and in your heart. God can hear even our thoughts. He knows what's in our mind. We don't even have to voice it out loud. So we can pray in our own mind and heart to God and trust that he hears us. Now, we know that because of sin and us being born into the the fallenness of Adam, the first man, we are separated from God because God is holy and pure. And so we need a mediator, which is someone that can stand between us and God and talk to God on our behalf and that our prayers might go through him. So Jesus serves as our high priest because he offered his own life for our sins upon the cross and paid for the sins of all those who believe upon him. We can now have access to God in prayer through Christ, our high priest. Listen to what the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 4.14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, 
Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So the author of Hebrews is saying that Jesus, who became a man, who took on human likeness, and Jesus knew what it was to be hungry and thirsty and tired and lonely, and yet he was without sin, even though he was tempted in every way that we are. But Jesus now serves as our high priest because he had offered himself upon the cross and on the third day he was raised again. And now Jesus, after returning to his Father in heaven, he serves as our high priest, praying for us and presenting even our prayers to the Father. So we can come to God with confidence, the author says. We may draw near to the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness, knowing that there is help for us. And James wants us to understand that we need to pray in all seasons of life. Sometimes we pray maybe just when we need something. But that would be a pretty sad friendship, wouldn't it? If the only time that somebody talked to you was when they needed to use something that you have. Maybe they wanted to borrow your bicycle or they wanted to get a Lego piece from you because they needed a, a Lego piece that you have. Or maybe they want your favorite stuffy or your blanket. And so they only talk to you when they need something. Well, that's not much of a friendship, is it? Or maybe they only talk to you when they're really sad and you don't get to talk to them when they're also feeling happy and glad. Well, you see, James tells us that we need to come to God in prayer in all seasons of life, and he starts off with those who are suffering. To the one who is suffering, James says, let him pray. Now, suffering is a very broad term, and in short, suffering is the result of mankind's sinfulness. We know that God told Adam and Eve that when they ate of the forbidden fruit, that they would surely die. And so we see not only death itself in creation, in the animals, um, even all humanity, even our, ourselves will one day die. And this is the result of sin. This is part of the suffering that we experience. There was the curse upon the ground. There was the curse of the man and his work, the futility that he has to work hard and seems like sometimes a lot of things are against him and for the woman there is pain and childbearing and childbirth and and we also know that the ancient serpent the devil he wars against the people of god he wants to keep all of mankind enslaved to sin and all of these things bring about pain and suffering suffering might be persecution because you believe in jesus maybe you have a family member or a neighbor or someone uh, at school that you know that they make fun of you or, or bully you because you are a Christian. That's a form of suffering. Maybe there is sickness or injury. Maybe there are broken relationships in your life. Parents that have gone through a divorce and, and you maybe feel like it's partly your fault or you uh, just are sad because 
uh, you don't have the same relationship with a mom or dad or maybe uh, someone that used to be your friend and they said some mean and hurtful things and, and that caused you to be really sad. And, and all of these things can be forms of suffering. There's many different ways in which we experience suffering in this world. But in all of those sad and difficult trials, James says we should come to God in prayer. God wants us to cast all of our burdens and troubles upon him, to come to him as our loving Heavenly Father. You probably remember the story of Jonah. Jonah was told by God to go and preach the gospel to the Ninevites, to warn them that if they didn't turn from their sin, that the judgment of God would come upon them. And Jonah didn't really want to go because he was afraid that God would actually show mercy to the Ninevites. You see, the Ninevites were the enemy of Israel. They had killed many Israelites in previous wars and battles and done horrible things to them. And so Jonah did not like these people, and we can understand why. So he decided to go the opposite direction from where God had told him, going to Nineveh. But then we know, if you know the story of Jonah, God sent a great storm upon the sea And Jonah, who was trying to get away on the boat, was caught in this great storm. And he knew that God was not going to let him run away. So he told the sailors, who were very afraid, to throw him into the sea. And they themselves would then be spared and the storm would stop. So that's what happened. They they threw Jonah into the sea and we're told that a great fish swallowed Jonah alive. And you could imagine how terrifying it would be to have this huge creature in the water swallow you and the seaweed and the muck and mires wrapping around your feet and you feel like you're going to die. This would definitely be a picture of someone who would feel like they're in a season of suffering. But listen to what Jonah says. Listen to the prayer of Jonah. And this is from Jonah chapter 2, verse 2. Here's the prayer that Jonah prayed. We read, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet I shall again look upon your temple." The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And we know that God had mercy on Jonah, and the great fish had spit him out onto the seashore, and Jonah was restored. He ended up going to Nineveh and preaching as God had warned, and God did, in fact, have mercy upon them, which was a huge struggle for Jonah. But we see how God restored him and answered that prayer. And God wants us to also pray in times of suffering. 
We're also to rejoice and give thanks to God in times of joy. Not only in times of suffering, but in times of joy and happiness. We maybe feel like when things are going well, we don't really need to pray or to say anything to God because everything is just going so well. Well, James says in times of joy and happiness, we should thank God. We should praise him and sing songs to his name. We know that James said earlier in his letter that every good and perfect gift comes from our Heavenly Father. And so when we experience good things and things that make us happy, we should also praise God and thank him. Maybe even singing a song to honor God. Praise and adoration are important parts of prayer. Maybe it's the warm weather and and now you get to run outside again and play the games you love and you just feel so happy to be out in the sun, not having to wear all of that winter gear. Well, we can thank God and praise him in such times. Did you know that God made Adam and Eve holy and happy? God is not a God who is always gloomy or depressed, but he is perfect joy and peace and he made us in his image. And we know that it's sin, it's Adam and Eve's rebellion against God that brought about the brokenness and pain in the world. But when we are feeling happy and glad, that is the time we can also thank God and praise him. And we know that one day God is actually going to restore all things and we will enter into the joy of our master if we have trusted in Christ. Paul told the Philippians to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice, he said in Philippians 4, verse 4. And there's an amazing verse in Zephaniah 3.17 that says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach, God says. And God, looking forward to the day when he ultimately brings all things to its final end and Christ returns and the new heavens and the new earth are established and this new world where our bodies are changed and made new to be like the likeness of Christ and we, we dwell in perfect joy and peace and we're told that He will himself wipe away every tear from our eye. Sickness will be no more. Death will be no more. This is the end for which God has made us. And so even when we experience times of joy and happiness now, it is something of a foretaste of what is coming for those who trust in Christ. Let us not forget to praise God in times of joy and when we feel cheerful. Thirdly and lastly, James talks about those who are sick. They also should come to the Lord in prayer. And there is a lot of detail here that James gives, which, as I said, I don't have time to go into now. We'll bring this to a close. But you should know that when you are sick or there are those around you who are sick, that God wants us to come to him in prayer and pray for them. Ask that God would restore them. But James is not just talking about physical sickness that affects our physical bodies, but he's also talking about the sickness that comes as the result of unrepentant sin. That we ought to come and pray that God forgive us our sins. We can pray for one another that they would come to the Lord in confession and and know his forgiveness and the healing that comes to our souls through Christ. James says we should even 
at times confess our sins to one another and be healed. When we say hurtful things or disobey our mom and dad or hurt our brother or sister or our friend, we should come to them and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, that was wrong. And find also forgiveness from one another and coming to God because even as John tells us in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we know that we will battle sickness as long as we live in this world. We will never have perfect health in this, in this life because our bodies are still feeling the effects of sin and one day all of us will die unless the Lord Jesus returns, which would be wonderful. But God still wants us to come to him in prayer. Sometimes our first response is to get some medicine, go to the doctor, and those are helpful things to do. But we also should come to God in prayer and ask him to restore and to help and to heal. Now, as I said, we'll look at some of the more difficult questions this passage raises next week on the Kids Way podcast. But let us trust in Christ day by day, and continually come to God in prayer that we might stand firm in our faith and come to love him more and more. And you know, if you have never prayed to God or if you've never believed in Jesus Christ, then you can pray to him. And Jesus actually told a story of two men, both who prayed to God. One was a Pharisee. He was a religious leader who thought he was doing all of the right things, and he prayed to God. He said, Lord, I I thank you that I'm not like that sinful tax collector over there. And then Jesus says the tax collector, who was uh, oftentimes the tax collectors were guilty of cheating people out of their money or lying, stealing. But this tax collector, he knew that he had done these things and his prayer was, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you know, Jesus said that that man, the tax collector who prayed, have mercy on me, a sinner, Jesus says he went home justified. That's a big word, but justified means that God declared him righteous, clean, pure. And you would say, how can that be? Because of the grace of God that when we come to him and ask God to forgive us through Christ, who himself died upon the cross and was raised, that in Jesus we can be forgiven and made clean and be justified before God. And this happens as we humbly come to him in prayer. So whether you are a Christian or not a believer at all, I hope that you consider these things and pray to God. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in to the Kids Way podcast. I pray you have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye for now. But you, oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Tune in next time and we'll see what happens as our story continues. I woke up.
Remember, if you would like to write to us or find out more information, you can find us online at www.kidsway.ca. And don't forget to head over to www.soulmusic.ca to find many more songs that Jamie Souls has written and recorded. See you next time. May God bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you.